Blog Talk Radio. Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is a sponsored by the Appleseed Project. <clears throat> the Appleseed Project is a project developed by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association in order to honor those who come before, in order to honor those men and women who made, in some cases, the ultimate sacrifice, protect our freedoms and liberties to start this great nation on April 19, 1775. Now, that seems like a long time ago in, uh, in, in human years. That is a long time ago. But as far as uh, the fledgling nation is concerned, it's not that long ago. It's, uh, it's a very short time. <clears throat> since we were not our own nation, since we were uh, part of the British Empire 230-plus years ago, uh, which is really a drop in the bucket in human history. And since that time, it seems that the Founding Fathers, going by the document, by the Constitution of these United States, such a brilliant document that uh, they developed, that our nation has not needed uh, a lot of uh, a lot of maintenance, a lot of uh, hands-on 
to keep it running right. And uh, it was such a brilliant piece of work that uh, it allowed the country to run uh, for a couple of centuries uh, without a lot of work. But just like uh, just like a vehicle with a couple of hundred thousand miles on it, we now have a couple of hundred years on the nation. And it's time to change the oil. It's time to uh, grease all the joints. It can't keep running like it is without some TLC provided by its citizens, provided by us, whose obligation it is to ensure that the freedoms and liberties provided for in the Constitution of these United States don't get ragged and worn out or uh, are not relegated to some uh, refuse bin because they seem to be no longer needed or uh, they appear to be archaic in some fashion. It's our duty to ensure that the nation does get the needed maintenance, that we do get the oil changes, the uh, tires rotated. Uh, this is all stuff that is supposed to be being looked after by our senators and representatives, congressmen. <clears throat> but they are doing it at our behest. They are serving at our leisure. And they're only going to do the things that we tell them to do, the things that they need to do. So we need to make sure that we are telling them what they need to do. <clears throat> September was an absolutely amazing month. Uh, we had uh, a huge number of apple seeds in the month of September, and uh, and it was not there was no special uh, there was no special all hands on deck. There was uh, it was simply uh, another month in the apple seed program. The same way that October is another month in the apple seed program, and we are uh, we are wall to wall with uh, apple seeds in October. We've got them across the nation, everywhere you can look. There's no longer a weekend in America where apple seeds are not running because they are running everywhere you look. Every weekend uh, in cities across the United States, apple seeds are running. Every single weekend, every weekend of the year, apple seeds are running somewhere. Okay, for the uh, month of October, I'm going to give you a quick uh, rundown on where they are uh, running and what dates. Now, for the first weekend in October, that's the 3rd and 4th, these are the cities hosting apple seed events. Uh, Bonfield, Illinois, Canton, Minerva, Ohio, Fallon, Nevada, Gaston, South Carolina, Gunnison, Colorado, Hernando County, Florida, Hinesville, Georgia, Steele, North Dakota, Yellville, Arkansas, Birmingham, Alabama, Burlington Flats, New York, hold on, Yellville, Arkansas, that was October 3rd and 4th, October 10th and 11th, that's where I'm at now, Birmingham, Alabama, that's the... Uh, First event for October 10th and 11th. Burlington Flats, New York, October 10th and 11th. <clears throat> Davila, 
Texas, October 10th and 11th. Durand, Illinois, October 10th and 11th. Eureka, Kansas, October 10th and 11th. Lodi, Wisconsin, October 10th and 11th. St. Augustine, Florida, October 10th and 11th. Sherburne, Louisiana. Skohegan, Skohegan, Minnesota. Is that right? Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. Yanteville, North Carolina. Bakersfield, California is the October 17th and 18th weekend beginning. Brighton, Colorado, October 17th and 18th. Buckeye, Arizona, October 17th and 18th. Calverton, New York, October 17th and 18th. College Station, Texas. El Paso, Texas. Evansville, Indiana. Lobelville, Tennessee. Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Montpellier, Virginia. Piru, California. Ramsar, North Carolina. Sacramento, California. Stinson, West Virginia. Wabash, Indiana. El Paso Community College begins October 24th and 25th weekend. Gunnison, Colorado, also October 25th. 24th, 25th. Knob Creek, Kentucky, October 24th and 25th. Osage Beach, Missouri. Ottawa, Illinois. Stinson, West Vermont, uh, West Virginia. <laughs> West Vermont. Wayland, Iowa. <clears throat> and then the October 31st, first weekend is Albion, New York. Athens, Ohio. Carrollton, Kentucky. Castle Rock, Washington. Dulzura, California. Fresno, California, Hinckley, Minnesota, Jerome, Idaho, Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, and Santa Barbara, California. And that's a lot of shows for the month of November. I mean, for the month of uh, October. Let's see. November has... uh, November is equally filled up, although... The uh, locations, once it starts getting cold, some of the locations do shut down because of uh, of inclement weather, and the most of the uh, shoots shift to the south. And then December is a hard month for a lot of people. I think that's uh, December is is normally the 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. We have 16 shoots scheduled for December, and you know, so it's, it's a little bit harder. Uh, month to fill up because uh, we've been going hard all year and uh, December has uh, is uh, when winter has set in for uh, most of the uh, northern areas and, uh, and there's just a lot of uh, a lot of stuff for folks to be doing uh, in the month of December and yet we still have uh, quite a few shoots going on uh, that weekend. <clears throat> All right. The uh, the title of the show tonight is In God We Trust. Everyone else, show us your hands. All right. That's one of the United States Marine Corps rules for gunfighting rules and uh 
We've also at uh, at Appleseed, uh, actually Fred had uh, made a few modifications of it uh, to apply to Appleseed, and it's very appropriate for us to use this in uh, in our everyday lives. Okay. And God, we trust, but everybody else, let's see your hands. And what I mean by that is, you can't uh, flop open a newspaper or uh, or turn on a television show. Uh, and listen to the news or uh, or anything like that uh, and accept what you read or what you see. Uh, if you do, you're being very foolish. If you uh, accept it at face value, uh, everyone, everyone has an agenda nowadays. And by everyone, I mean everyone. Uh, so whenever... You read something in the newspaper or you see something online or someone sends you an email. If someone sends you an email saying that uh, you're going to have to start listing your guns on your tax returns, etc., don't start, uh, don't run out in the front yard and start spinning around in a circle and yelling, okay? Uh, You can go to Snopes and check it out. If you... uh, if you read something that you're not sure about, research it. Research it. It's one of the things that the Internet actually is good for, is allowing you to, uh, uh, to check uh, tens of thousands of sources to get your information. Don't just listen to uh, one person, one email, one newspaper, because everyone has their own agenda. Everybody has their uh, own slice of the pie that they're trying to serve up to you. The same way that uh, you should be depending on yourselves instead of depending on others in safeguarding your freedoms and liberties. Uh, When you go to sleep at night, now do you entrust the safety of your family and your home to someone else? Or do you make sure that your family members are safe while they're under your care? Do you just assume that someone is looking out for them? You never worry about their safety. You get into bed, you pull the blankets over your head, and voila, that's it. Safe until morning, right? I don't. I walk around the house. I lock the doors. I check the windows make sure that they're locked. Uh, And uh, I have several other things I do in order to ensure the safety of my family through the night. I don't entrust it to anyone else. You can't say, well, that's a policeman's job. Well, in a way, it is one of their jobs, but that means that uh, if I need something from the police, then uh, if I have a chance to call them, then uh, they should be here in approximately 45 minutes to an hour in order to assist me. Is that going to be quick enough? I don't know. It doesn't sound quick enough. If you entrust... uh, if you entrust voting, uh, or if you entrust uh, emailing your congressmen, senators to someone else, and uh, they do it or they don't do it, is that good enough? Are we up to this? Are we ready for this responsibility for taking care of ourselves, for dedicating the few moments it takes? to speak with our senators, with our congressmen, 
in order to ensure that uh, our freedoms and our liberties are not disappearing in the night? Are we up to this? I mean, can we do this? Or is it going to be too hard? Is it too hard for us to do? It's something you need to think about because when you do wake up one morning and your freedoms and liberties are gone, you can blame anybody you want to. But the bottom line is it's going to be on you. Every bit of it is going to be on you. Okay, since we started out with the uh, USMC rules for uh, gunfighting, I'm going to go ahead and read them to you. Now, this isn't uh, this isn't really apple seed, but it is, is entertaining nonetheless. <clears throat> okay, the USMC rules for gunfighting, with a few additions by Fred. Number one, bring a gun. Okay, if you're going to be gunfighting, bring a gun. Preferably. Bring two guns. And how about this? Bring all of your friends who have guns. Now, the addition, uh, the add-on here is try to make them a team and make the guns rifles. USMC rules for gunfighting number two. Anything worth shooting is worth shooting twice. Ammo is cheap. Life is expensive. Rule 2.5, and whenever I read you a point, uh, a rule point to something. That's going to be an add-on to add on by us. When targets get plentiful, have a rifle, which requires only one shot to take out a target, and fire only one shot per a target. Running out of ammo in a target-rich environment can ruin your life. Rule number three, only hits count. The only thing worse than a miss is a slow miss. Rule 3.5, a fast hit is better than a slow hit. Rule 3.6, a fast miss is trumped by a slower hit. Rule 3.7, firing too fast can turn a sure hit into a fast miss. Okay, once again, rule number three, only hits count. Rule number four, if your shooting stance is good, you're probably not moving fast enough or using cover correctly. Rule number five, move away from your attacker. Distance is your friend. Lateral and diagonal movements are preferred. Rule 5.5, engage beyond 300 yards. As a rifleman, you should be able to control uh, your complete environment out to 500 yards, the rifleman's quarter mile. Engage, begin engaging at 500 yards, and make sure that nothing gets past the 300-yard mark. USMC rules for gunfighting, number six. If you can choose what to bring to a gunfight, bring a rifle and a friend with a rifle. Rule number seven, in ten years, no one will remember the details of caliber, the stance, or tactics. They will only remember who lived. Rule 7.5, caliber, stance, skill, and tactics may determine who lives and who dies today, okay? In 10 years, nobody will remember the details of caliber, stance, or tactics. They will only remember who lived, rule 7.5, but caliber, stance, skill, and tactics 
may determine who lives and who dies today. USMC rules for gunfighting, number eight. If you're not shooting, you should be communicating, reloading, or running. Rule 8.5, as long as you have targets and rounds in your mag, you should be shooting. Rule number nine, accuracy is relative. Most combat shooting standards will be more dependent on pucker factor than the inherent accuracy of the gun. Rule 9.2, shoot to rifleman standards. Rule 9.3, a kill hit is better than a wound hit, but a wound hit beats a miss every time. Rule 9.5, use a gun that works every time. Rule 9.9, bring a rifle you can easily clear when it malfunctions and that you are well aware of and know how to do the uh, clearing drills. Rule number 10, someday someone may kill you with your own rifle. But they should have to beat you to death with it because it's uh, because it's empty when they get it. Rule number eleven: Always cheat, always win. The only unfair fight is the one you lose. Rule eleven point five: You have to win every time. They only have to win once. All right. This is very important, so I'm going to read it to you again. Rule 11.5. You have to win every time. They only have to win once. USMC rules for gunfighting number 12. Have a plan. Rule 13. Have a backup plan, because the first one probably won't work. Rule 13.5. Plan B. Accurate rifle file fire will save your hiney. Rule 14, use cover or concealment as much as possible. Rule 14.5, camo your clothing, your skin, your rifle. Rule 15, flank your adversary when possible and protect your flank. Rule 15.5, be part of a team. Rule 16, don't drop your guard. Dropping your guard even for a second can be the end of you. Rule 17, always tactical load and threat scan 360 degrees. Rule 17.5, target detection is number one. If you can, It doesn't do you any good whatsoever. If you can shoot accurately out to 500 meters, if you cannot detect your targets at 500 meters. If you cannot detect the target, then you cannot hit the target. <clears throat> and here's our, uh, here's our title one, 18. Watch their hands. Hands kill. In parentheses, in God we trust, everyone else, keep your hands where I can see them. Rule 18.5, simplify. Keep them 300 plus yards away, and once ID'd as enemy, shoot them fast and well which is a good idea. Uh, if they have been shot at 300 yards, then you don't have to watch their hands. Uh, <clears throat> number 19, decide to be aggressive enough, quickly enough. 
decide to be aggressive enough, quickly enough. Being wishy-washy will get you killed. USFC rules for gunfighting, number 20. The faster you finish the fight, the less shot you will get. Rule number 21. Be polite, be professional, but have a plan to kill everyone you meet. Rule 21.5, plan consists of SOP and immediate action drills. Rule number 22, be courteous to everyone, friendly to no one. Yes, sir, and no, sir, them, but no one is your friend. A smile on their face, a smile on the enemy's face, face means nothing, except that they're thinking of how pleasant it will be to skewer you. Rule number 22, be courteous to everyone, friendly to no one. Rule number 23, your number one option for personal security is a lifelong commitment to avoidance, deterrence, and de-escalation. Rule 23.5, win the soft war now, and you avoid the hard war later. Rule 23.7, learn to shoot like a rifleman now. It's your number one option for personal security when avoidance, deterrence, or de-escalation is not an option. Rule number 24, do not attempt, do not attend a gunfight with a handgun, the caliber of which does not start with a four. Rule number 24.5, and I like this one a lot, do not get close enough to use a pistol or even a carbine. Distance is your friend. See rule number five. Okay, and then here's one that a lot of people don't think about. And yet... It is extremely important to the success of the mission. Now, you can read about uh, special forces fights. You can read about uh, SEAL fights. And you'll see this over and over and over. Uh, You don't see this in the movies, but rule number 25 is, this is not a movie if you catch a round. If you are shot, save the dramatics. Ignore the hit and keep shooting. You have nothing to lose, and you might even survive. However, if you catch one somewhere and uh, you throw your rifle up in the air and you hit the ground screaming, I'm hit, I'm hit, uh, and you're doing the uh, three stooges uh, spinning around on the floor, if you survive the gunfight, it will have nothing to do with you. It will be because your buddy saved you. Let me repeat number 25 again. This is not a movie. If you catch a round, save the dramatics. Ignore the hit and keep shooting. You have nothing to lose and you might even survive. All right, let me point out that this is uh, read strictly for its entertainment factor. These are the United States Marine Corps rules for gunfighting, okay? And uh, I just like to read them every now and then. The rules for Appleseed is... is we fight the soft war. We don't have to fight the hard war. We fight the soft war because the founders set it up that way for us. We don't have to worry about uh, about fighting a hard war because the founders set up the soft war for us. They set it that way. We can take care of any problems with our votes, with calls to congressmen, with calls to senators, uh, with emails, with letters. <clears throat> All right, if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-308-8255. That's 347-308-8255. Again, 347-308-8255. That's 347-308-8255. Again, 347-308-8255. That's 347-308-8255. That's 347-308-8255. That's 347-308-8255. That's 347-308-8255. That's 347-
800-826-8790. Now, you know, I talked to the uh, the folks at Blog Talk, Blog Talk Radio, and I've let them know several times about my about the problems with the uh, chat programs and stuff like that. And uh, and my latest uh, advice was that I needed to uh, download the latest version of uh, of the web browser, and that happened to be uh, the IE8 system, and then uh, the latest Adobe uh, Flash program. And uh, so I did all that today. And that took quite a while to uh, to download and install the stuff and make sure I got it right. And uh, that was supposed to correct the problems with uh, the slow loading pages and uh, everything basically just running slow, the chat room running slow and having to refresh and the switchboard uh, running kind of slow and stuff like that. I did all that today. Now, I just now... Just now got the chat room to open. <clears throat> and uh, that is after I don't know how many attempts to get it to open. I just now got it to open. And uh, so, uh, so I still don't know. Uh, I guess that. Uh, I guess that I'll talk to them again this week about getting. Uh, the premium package, or not the premium package, but the, uh, uh, you know, one of the pay packages for the uh, the radio show and see how that works. <clears throat> okay, and uh, yeah, I can see you guys talking about the link. Now, I, I still can't understand, uh, I don't understand why the, uh, why sometimes the links don't work. Now, I, what I did specifically uh, on the uh, the email reminders that I sent out is that I cut out all of their stuff. I completely stripped out. Whenever I, when you send out a uh, email reminder through the software, through the Blog Talk Radio software, uh, you just have like a place where you can put a message, but you have to use their system. You have a place where you put a message in there, and uh, and then you can hit submit, and it sends it out. Now, before when I was sending it out, the link that they put in there, the link, the I just left there. I left their hot link in. The link that they put in never seemed to work. So uh, I sliced everything out and put my own link in. So for some for some reason, sometimes it works for some folks, and uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't. I don't understand why, but, uh, but sometimes it doesn't. All right. <clears throat> Sam, uh, Sam D. put in the uh, the telephone number for the folks. So if you'd like to call in, you are welcome to. <clears throat> and the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. All right. If you have, uh, if the state coordinators are listening, if the uh, if the state coordinators for the different states, if you would like to call in, we'd love to have you. We'd love to uh, hear what you uh, have going on in your state. 
Now, I don't mean just New Mexico, uh, although I'm sure that Sam will call in in just a few seconds if I prod him a little bit. But uh, uh, any of the folks, any of the SCs, or uh, any of the instructors that uh, just got through with uh, events this last weekend or have some coming up, uh, and you'd like to uh, push the upcoming shoot, we would be glad for you to do so. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I'm still uh, I'm still there. We go. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, happen to be looking at. Uh, some of the uh, on the Appleseed history that uh, is posted uh, on the forum. And uh, I was looking at it the other day, and I, uh, I had written a story. I'd gone and visited, uh, let's see, year before last, when I was in New York. Uh, I'd driven up to see Nickel at the uh, Jericho shoot in Vermont. Uh, great shoot, great location. I loved it, absolutely uh, fantastic venue. Uh, I even loved the cold rain that came down the whole time we were there. It was a beautiful, beautiful spot surrounded by uh, uh, mountains and and fog, high overcast fog the whole time, and 600-meter uh, range. Everything was great. Uh, and on the way, I stopped. Uh, I always try and, and squeeze in uh, as many battlefields as I can, uh, Revolutionary War, Civil War, etc. And uh, I went to the Oriskany battlefield, and I ended up writing uh, a story about it. I don't remember how many pages it was. Uh, oh, let's see what it is. Seven or eight pages, seven or eight long pages, and then I posted it, and uh, and I don't know that I read it after I posted it, and but I read uh, you know some people who had posted after it said, oh yeah, great story, and uh, I'm thinking that they must have all been lying to me because and shining me on, because when I read the story, when I looked at it, it looked like what had happened is when I copied it to paste it into the forum. Then it had sliced off like, uh, oh, I don't know, two or three of the last words of each sentence, right? So if you can think of that, every paragraph that's missing, I don't know, if you went through it and you stripped out seven or eight words out of it, uh, it, uh, it was very hard to read. Uh, so I managed to, thank goodness, it wasn't on my laptop that got fried. Uh, it was on my desktop. So... I went back through there and got it, and uh, I'm going to try and repost that in Appleseed history. <clears throat> I love reading the the stories that the Appleseeders post on the forum in the Appleseed history because uh, they go to the battlefields and uh, tour the battlefields, and then and then post the the history of it. And it's a great place for us to post our different histories. The the Revolutionary War began on April uh, 19, 1775. But that wasn't the end of it. That was just the beginning. 
it ran for another eight long, hard years, and uh, and there was a great deal of uh, of fighting during those eight years. And I love reading the uh, the history of the Revolutionary War, and I love reading the history as it's presented uh, by apple seeders. And also, I love hearing the uh, history as it's presented by apple seeders. Which reminds me, guys, uh, I uh, I only have a couple of names uh, for folks who you guys want to hear the uh, the story of April nineteenth from. If you guys will go to, uh, uh, if you'll post it on the forum, uh, I'd appreciate it. Uh, If you'll post on the forum uh, who you'd like to hear do the story. And uh, and then if it's you, if you have, if you wish to do the story, then get in touch with me so we can get you scheduled uh, to get your, uh, one of your three strikes in. So... Be sure and go to the forum, <clears throat> or PM me, or uh, email me. And uh, once again, the call-in number is 347-308-8790. So, Sam, if you'd like to call in, <clears throat> in uh, Tecris, why don't you call in, too? You haven't called in. Uh, uh, it's been a while. If you've called in, I thought I'd talk to you uh Four or five months ago, but if I haven't, why don't you call in too and <clears throat> give us a rundown of uh, of how things are going there? And Marietta, if you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear from you too. So, Sam, uh, Tecris, and Marietta, uh, if you guys will go ahead and call in and get on the uh, get on the switchboard, and I'll put you on. Uh, Lalo Pro, that's uh, you are California. If you want to call in and give a uh, a rundown on the California, how things are going to California, I'd love to hear that. Uh, actually, all of you guys, uh, if you guys want to uh, call in, oh, you're a hooser. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, go ahead and call in, and uh, let us get you guys, get all you guys on the air, because uh, not only would I enjoy speaking with you, but the rest of the apple seeders, the folks who are listening, and the, and the folks who are going to listening, we get a fairly large live audience uh, each Tuesday night. But we have an even double, a triple, or quadruple uh, archive audience. And uh, that gives them a chance to hear the voice, uh, to put a voice, if they can't put a face, to put a voice beside the name that they see when they see uh, uh, Tecris or uh, It's an SKS or Marietta. <clears throat> <laughs> and uh, it gives them a chance. And yeah, Bob, you can call in too. And but go ahead, uh, uh, Lalo Prone. Go ahead, you can uh, you can call in and uh, and let us hear your voice too. Okay, we got folks uh, starting to call in, and now I'm going to start putting folks in the air. And if you don't have a lot to say, no problem. Uh, I'd like to give everybody a chance to get on the air and say hi. Uh, talk about how, if you haven't said it before, talk about how you got involved with the program. Because that's also another, another uh, passion of mine, is finding out about how uh, people became involved in the program. Everybody has their own story, and each 
story is unique and uh, and to me each one is very interesting. I mean, I love hearing the story. All right, uh, area code four seven eight. You're on the air. Hey, who's this? This is Appalachius. Appalachius. You know, I don't think I've spoken with you before. Uh, are you fairly new to the program? Um. Well, I'm new to the show, but uh, okay. down here in Georgia, I've been going to Appleseeds for a couple years now. Um, been to seven, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, just finished up an IBC in uh, As Birmingham. an attendee or as an instructor? I'm in trying home. to think. I, I think that I remember your your name now, but I can't. You know, but before there were thousands of us, it was a lot easier for me to remember everybody. And it's getting a little bit more difficult, but I'm That's trying. Right. Uh, what are, are you an instructor now? Uh, I was, yeah, I went as an IIT to Birmingham and uh, need to get placed, I guess, at my next Appleseed. I think that's the routine now. And uh, But I went to Birmingham and uh, learned under VA Shooter, and he brought with him J.M. Davis, both from Virginia. And we had Bama there, and we had a bunch of other Alabama guys, and I was the only Georgia guy. But uh, we had a great time, and... I got to tell you, Doug uh, is one of my favorite guys on the planet. Absolutely, he is just—he is a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that he could, uh, if he would have been at Custer's last stand, he would have been uh, calmly shooting uh, up until the last second, and it would have taken a lot of arrows to bring him down. Uh, you've seen, yeah, Doug, it so. would have, and he would have uh, had a pile of them around him. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. He is extremely knowledgeable about his craft. That uh, is absolutely this, true. You know, he's been doing it for uh, half a century, and right. uh, he's extremely knowledgeable in his craft. And uh, yeah. and he's just he's a good friend of mine. I love him to death. So you getting to go there and learn from uh, and learn from Doug is is a great deal. What is, your, uh, what is your level now? What, uh, in, uh, in that's what level? I need to figure out. Uh, I went in as an IIT zero. Um, I've been to, uh, let's see, I made Rifleman earlier this year in Tacoa under uh, Bolt Gun. Okay. And uh, Son of Martha gave me my orange hat. And uh, since then I've been to three others and never remembered my paperwork. <laughs> okay, make sure. Now this is something that we're really going to start pushing uh, on the program, just to make sure that uh, we have people on a constant. Uh, and I know that you're, I know that you're learning every time, but mm-hmm. it also uh, lets us know where everybody is and kind of keeps everybody moving in a good upward uh, fashion, so that we can get everybody to the correct levels that they're at. I would assume if you've been to seven apple seeds and an IBC, uh, that you should be uh, an IIT three. Uh, on your way toward uh, our IIT, either IIT3 or IIT, IIT4, mm-hmm. uh, and on your way to a full instructor. <clears throat> but well, I certainly hope to. But that, the problem is, is that, you know, is that with the system, is that you got to go in order. So make sure that uh, for your next uh, event that you got your PC ready and uh, speak to the shoot boss ahead of time and uh, let them know that you're coming with a PC I'll and then uh, get that turned in so we can get you on the books and uh, and get your level adjusted to where it is supposed to be. 
How did you find out about the Appleseed program? What got you into it? Well, you know, I wasn't really into guns um, until my senior year in college, probably, after I was already married and had a kid and uh, just started opening up into the political realm a little bit, learning a little bit about uh, various political ideologies. And then a friend of mine, I uh, started getting into the guns, got a Glock, and a friend of mine told me a secret. He said, I'm going to tell you something that you're going to really uh, appreciate later, and that is shotgun news. And I said, okay. And I went and got one, got a subscription, and started reading these full-page articles by some guy named Fred that uh, just seemed to make a lot of sense to me. And, well, now, uh, when the first time you read it, what did you think? Now, uh, I thought, this is a pretty long rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and did it... Did it click for you? I mean, absolutely. Well, you know, he was—I was pretty much warming up in the choir by the time I was reading that, and uh, so I—I I, uh, I agreed with most everything he said. And then I guess the guilt trip that he put in there worked a little bit better on me. And I saw he had some uh, apple seeds already scheduled on the ad, and one was in Tacoa, and I was in uh, uh, Warner Robins, Georgia at the time, so it wasn't too far, and went up there and. Met Son of Martha and Flathead and all those guys. And Did you meet Dave? Got was Dave there? Cannon Dave. Man? Who? Cannon Man? Uh, I don't think he was at the first one I went to, which was the Mud Bowl. Uh, I didn't meet him, actually, until I went to Hinesville for the first time. Okay. So, uh, But I did meet Dave later on. And uh, I think VA Shooter was also at the first one I went to. And uh, a couple other guys, Silence was there. A couple other guys that... Uh, I don't remember too well, but uh, and Bolt Gun, that was his first Appleseed too. He made Rifleman, of course, first first go round, and uh, saw him later on <laughs> with a red hat on. And uh, but I just, uh, you know, I didn't do so well. I made like 180s, uh, my first three Appleseeds actually, Tacoa twice and Hinesville once, and well, it that's wasn't not uncommon. Practiced. Hmm? That's not uncommon. 180 is a is one of the is a normal platform. Uh, you know, people will first be getting introduced, especially for someone like such as yourself that doesn't have a history of, uh, yeah. you know, of rifle marksmanship. You'll, we'll give you the skills and techniques that you need, <clears throat> and that will usually, uh, after the first couple of apathies, will usually run you up to about 180 or so, and then it is just, it's, I call it rat killing. You know, you've got uh, two or three dozen rats that are chewing around the edges of your. Uh, your skills and your techniques, and they're preventing you uh, from uh, fulfilling your desire, which is to become a rifleman. Mm-hmm. And you just have to start killing rats. You have to. Uh, That's true. Make you're, sure. you're exactly right. For me, it was definitely that. Situation. Yeah. Make sure that you are paying attention to your trigger control. Make sure that you are mm-hmm. perfecting, uh, you know, determining your natural point of aim, shifting on its target, uh, and of course, uh, if you're going to go in order, the first thing you have to do is ensure that you're building a stable shooting position. That uh, was it You know, these me. things are not easy. Yeah. Uh, they're not easy to master. Uh, you know, they're they're easy to talk about, and they're easy uh, to they're tell easy people about. Yeah, but it takes a little bit to actually perfect them and, uh, you sure. know, to get them to the point where you can uh, where you can consistently turn in a rifleman's score. Well, That's listen, right. I'm glad that you're... Uh, I'm glad that you are... Uh, that you came to a point where you decided it was time to do something about your obligations, you know, about uh, 
about stepping up to mm-hmm. to make sure, and I'm sure a lot of times that has to do with with kids and stuff too, because uh, the same thing happened for me. Oh, you know, absolutely. is it? Uh, I, I don't think that I thought a lot about other other stuff until I had children, and I said, you know what? Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going to hand them a bucket of trash and say, here it is, you fix it. I'm going to do everything within my power to ensure that what I give them is the best possible nation that I can give them. And uh, now I'll I'll say my story was a little bit different because the first first time I read the first uh, paragraph of Fred's column, uh, and he was talking about Revolutionary War and stuff like that, I thought, oh, man, this is... uh, that's that was a long time ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I really don't have time for revolutionary war folks and stuff like that. And uh, and to this day, I still have uh, I still have feelings of guilt about that because of what we owe the debt that we owe those folks, the folks that stood together on April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five. <clears throat> Without them. We would not have this. We would have none of this, and we owe a debt that we can never repay. We can never fully repay it, but but we can can honor honor them. Right. We can honor them by remembering them. And I didn't really get that whole idea until after Appleseed. Uh, What drew me in was the marksmanship training, and uh, I learned to love the history uh, after being a part of it for a while. Well, listen, don't... uh, You don't have to hang up or anything. I'm just going to bring someone else on the line with us. Okay. Uh, area code 304, you're on the air. Well, hi, Scouts. This is Marietta. Hi, Marietta. How are you doing? Long time no here. God bless hey. you. I hope everything's going well with you. Oh, yeah. We're just busy as little beavers. Okay. What do you got going? Well, I'm getting ready to go to Bangkok, Thailand, and then I'll be flying back into California, going to Nevada. And then coming back to West Virginia. But before I go to Bangkok, I'll go to Missouri for a week. <laughs> now, is that is Bangkok the only uh, is that the, uh, the only stop you're on your itinerary out of the nation this time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Last time it was uh, Brussels, Belgium, and uh, Genoa, Italy. But this time it's just Bangkok. I got okay. a flight straight over and straight back. Okay, I knew that you were. Uh, I knew that you were headed to both. Uh, 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 to Italy and to Belgium, <clears throat> but I wasn't sure if you had already gone or if you were if that was on this trip or not. For you, for those of you guys that don't know, Marietta uh, works with another organization uh, to help spread the word of safeguarding your freedoms and liberties. And guess what? Uh, there are other nations on this planet, uh, which is, should come to no surprise to you, that desire freedom and liberty, that desire uh, to have the uh, the freedoms that we have. And, um, uh, and every single day, uh, there are millions of people around the world who are, who are dreaming of having the freedoms and liberties that we have, while every single day in America, there are hundreds of millions of people who are completely taking it for granted. Absolutely. 
Yeah, the, uh, when I went to Belgium, it was the invitation of the UKIP party, uh, Nigel Farage and Godfrey Bloom, Godfrey Bloom wanted to speak with me during one of the uh, conferences there. I was not part of the conference, but I was meeting with politicians from the United, uh, or not United, from the European Parliament. And then I went on to Italy and met with some people there. And this time when I go to Bangkok, I'll be at a trade show meeting with uh, business people who uh, want to know how that they can reclaim their countries and their freedoms and their rights. Right. So that uh, so that they, too, <clears throat> when they wake up in the morning, they, too, can have freedoms and liberties. Uh, what, what a lot of people don't realize and I'm sure most of your audience does, so I feel like I'm preaching to the choir or beating it over the head, uh, killing it. Um, the attack on gun control, ammunition control, um, it doesn't matter if you're talking about seatbelt laws, helmet laws, even the national health care plan that's on the national debate right now, all of that stems from the United Nations. And if anybody's interested, I can give you the direct links to, to the United Nations website to prove that. Um, the point is, is people are waking up that they don't want one world government. They don't want to live in it. They don't want to do business in it. And we've done enough research within our organization and built um, an outline or tree, if you will, um, an agenda of exactly how, when the United Nations decides it wants to do something, how it's implementing it. What right. It's very important. <clears throat> I think it's very important to be aware of, yeah. of the things that are going on around you in the world. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be working just as hard to ensure that you have an apple seed uh, in your county, in your state, and uh, that you're attending it and that you're working your way towards becoming an instructor. But you have a dual obligation as a citizen of this nation. Number one, that we're, what we ask of you is that you push the program forward. But number two is that at the same time you make sure that you are an informed apple seeder, that, mm -hmm. you have been, uh, that you're, have been doing your homework mm -hmm. and doing everything you can to make sure that you know what is going on around you in the world. Not just, uh, you can start. We'd like you to start with your, uh, with your city, with your county, with your state, and then the nation. But make sure that you understand what's going on around you in the world so that, uh, so that you can make informed decisions uh, right. as a citizen you, of this nation. When you write a letter to your politician or you contact your politician, how you approach that person is critical. You never, ever insult them or berate them or act like it's all their fault. Um, give them the opportunity to be a gracious person, and they probably will. That's right, and that's something that uh, we need to talk about more. And uh, but I think also, that uh, at the same time, when you want to complain or or voice your criticism of something that they're attempting to do, you need to, in my opinion, which wouldn't buy a cup of coffee. Uh, but you need to make sure that that person you're speaking with realizes that you know this is not your politician's idea. 
this is an idea from outside of the country that the politicians have been asked to push. Right. And because you own your government, the Constitution says you own your government. It is a government of the people, by the people, for the people. You do not have to accept your politicians' actions coming from outside of the go- of the of this country. Right, and well, you don't have to accept your politicians' actions coming from inside the country. Uh, well, that's true. But you certainly but you can certainly let them know that uh, that they are not ruled by international law or by uh, by other countries or by other organizations uh, who are attempting to usurp the sovereignty of this nation. Absolutely, uh, and uh, the imp- one of the important points that I wanted to uh, bring back up that you that you mentioned, and that is when you speak to your reps, uh, and mm-hmm. I I tell you guys this a lot. When you speak to your reps, make sure you do it in a polite uh, in a polite fashion. When you call them on the phone, just like uh, Marietta said, uh, you speak to them in a very polite way because uh, number one, a lot of times. Uh, these guys are doing stuff that uh, uh, that they don't want to do, or that uh, or that they don't know any better, uh, or they think that you want them to do. Make sure that you uh, that in your mind, or not in your mind, but at least in the way that you speak, that uh, you make sure that you give them the opportunity to do the right thing. Uh, you don't yell at them. You don't. Uh, no profanity. No rudeness. Uh, no, you won't be talking to your politicians anyway. You'll be talking to a staff member. But right. they're required to listen to you as long as you are polite. As long as you're not rude, they have to listen to what you say. So make sure that you, you get every minute uh, out of your conversation. And that means you've got to be polite and let them know in uh, no uncertain terms what your opinions are on this. Right. What we've done, what we're encouraging people to do is if you have a specific uh, law that you're not in agreement with or if you are in agreement with it, Find 99% of the time, the congressional committees that set up these laws, they hire committees or non-government organizations, and those non-government organizations are hired by Congress as advisors to congressional committees. And traditionally what happens is those advisors already have the law written. They've asked Congress to put the law on someone in Congress to request the law so Congress will form the committee so they can present the proposed law to the Congressional Committee for the committee to review and put before Congress for a vote. And that's essentially what's happened with the uh, uh, Nationwide Health Plan. Right. And so several other uh, laws in our history, seatbelt laws, helmet laws, whatever. And if you go and you look and see who's being hired for these Congressional Committees, Every one of them are non-government organizations that are registered to work and implement the United Nations agenda. Right. Now, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some other folks on the line. We've got uh, a, uh, a nice long list of folks. When I asked them to call in, boy, they called in. So uh, I'm going to bring some other folks on the line with us. You don't, you don't have to hang up. I'm just going to bring some other folks on. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, area code... 813, you're on the air. Scout, this is it's an SKS calling from Florida. Hey, how are you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. First time caller, but I've been listening pretty religiously. Yeah, I, do, uh, I finally get down with you. all the time. 
I'm glad you uh, called in. I want to give you a rundown of the uh, events we've got coming up here in the next few weeks. We've got three events coming up in October. Uh, starting on the 3rd and 4th, this upcoming weekend, we have an event at Hernando Sportsman's Club. Right now, we've only got about seven spots left on this line. We've got a max of 50, and uh, the last I checked, we're at 43 pre-regs. Now, I've been fielding calls on this event for the past couple of days pretty regularly, so if anybody wants to go to this one, they need to sign up now. Uh, yeah. Following yeah, let me, that, give, them, let me have, give everybody a quick, uh, a quick uh, tutorial on that. What you do is you go to appleseedinfo.org. Okay, appleseedinfo, one word, dot org. That'll take you to the home page. On the home page, in the upper left-hand corner, <clears throat> you'll see uh, Appleseed on a tab, on a pull-down menu. Once you click on that, you'll get a pull-down menu. On the pull-down menu, you'll see Schedule. Click on Schedule. That'll take you to the uh, page where the events are listed. Now, once you're there, you look uh, for the events that you want to go to. You'll find them listed by the cities and by the dates. Uh, to the right of that will be two hot links. One says info. That will give you information on the event, uh, location, etc. And then the one right next to that will be uh, register so that you can pre-register for the event. That will take you to our third-party uh, software. It's an Eventbrite software, and that lets you pre-register for the event so that you will make sure that you get a slot uh, at these shoots that you want to go to. So if, you're still, if you would like to go to the Hernando County shoot, uh, I advise you to very quickly go to appleseedinfo.org, go to the uh, Appleseed tab, click on that, the pull-down menu, go to Schedule, and then go to then look for the uh, Hernando County, Florida shoot. Go to pre, to register and then pre-register. That makes sure that uh, you have a spot on the line, and it makes sure that we know how many people are coming to the event, so that we can. Uh, so that we can have enough supplies and information, I mean, uh, information, instructors there. <clears throat> okay, back to you, Italian, it's an SKS. Uh, I just wanted to insert that in there real quick, the tutorial. No, that is excellent information, and they really need to know that. Uh, it's very simple to find out how to register. Just go right to the appleseedinfo.org website, and you should be able to find it right there on the top tab. Now, uh, the guys in Florida... You guys have been doing a great job. Matter of fact, some of the, the largest uh, attendance records for apple seeds have been turned in in Florida. Uh, and uh, I love seeing that. Sometimes it surprises me. I don't know why. I guess I would think of uh, Florida being like a bathing suit uh, state. Uh, but uh, there's a lot more to A lot of people that. seem to have that misconception that it's all uh, bathing suits and senior citizens. Well, because well, we've been through 20 years of uh, Don Johnson and uh, you know, and all the uh, uh, all the cop shows and everything else, uh, where everybody in Florida is wearing a bathing suit. Uh, but in the reality of it is, you know, I'm I'm in agriculture, uh, and the reality is is that Florida is uh, one of the top cattle producing uh, states in the nation. Uh, it's a, there's a lot of agriculture, a lot of cattle, a lot of everything there, and uh, yeah, don't forget the tomatoes and strawberries, man. There you go, tomatoes, strawberries, uh, citrus products, uh, you name it. But there's also a large number of apple seeders there. So, uh, uh, and then we appreciate that. Uh, let me bring on another folk, person with us. It is area code 812. You're on the air. It is Techres. 
Hey, how are you doing? We're doing okay. We're doing okay. We've got well, uh, some shoots left in our year as well. As a matter of fact, uh, next month we have three shoots all on the same uh, weekend, two fulls and a mini. Okay, give the locations out real quick. Uh, we have Evansville, Indiana. Uh, this is uh, on October the 17th and 18th up in Evansville, uh, sorry, down in Evansville in Indiana. We've got a full apple seed, and uh, at the other end of the state up in Wabash, we've got another full apple seed, and then dead in the middle of the state, we have uh, one of our regular monthly minis. Okay, don't you guys have an IBC coming up, or an RBC? Uh, we had an IBC uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I don't. There may be a new one coming up, but I, I didn't see that yet. Okay. As far as I'm aware, I didn't see that yet. And what about you guys uh, uh, in Florida? Uh, yeah, we just had an IBC this past weekend. Uh, Son of Martha came down for the whole weekend, and we had three of our IIT zeros work on their presentations and learning how to present the steady hold factors and the six steps, and all told, it was a great event. Uh, our IITs learned a lot, and they'll be uh, much more ready for their next event coming up next week. So well, if, if looking Son of Martha forward to seeing them in action. Yeah, if Santa Martha taught the IBC, then uh, then you got a real treat there. He's uh, uh, he's one of the uh, uh, the originals in the program, and uh, uh, I love and respect him a great deal. Uh, he's uh, was one of my instructors uh, several years ago, and uh, and he's just an amazing uh, amazing man. His his knowledge is tremendous. His uh, commitment and faith in the program is a uh, is all equals that, and uh, I really enjoy being around him. One of the problems with one of the problems with uh, as you get higher in the program, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that uh, is that you get less and less opportunities to uh, to be around the folks that you came up the ranks with, because uh, uh, you know once you once you become a master instructor or uh, or a full instructor stuff like that, then uh, it's hard to get two in the same place or hard to justify to be in the same place. But uh, uh, I look forward. I think we're getting ready to have a, a master instructors meeting, and I look forward to uh, to seeing a lot of the guys again. But uh, Santa Martha certainly is a great uh, instructor. You know, Scout, I didn't get to plug the West Virginia shoots. We've got yeah, one. Let's go. Let's get them out. Yeah, we've got one coming up October 17th and 18th. One okay. November 14th and 15th, and one December 12th and 13th. And those are all at the same location, the Hidden Hollow Farm in West Virginia. Okay, so let me ask this. I mean, I've got a good indication on, on Florida, but when do you guys, uh, Indiana, when do you start getting uh, snow? Uh, we have gotten snow as early as mid-November, but as of late, we don't see a lot of it until January, February. So we've got shoots this year out into December. Uh, the only time we've ever been chased off the range was this year in February when the uh, ice rain was occluding the barrels faster than we could bore snake them. Wow. No kidding. Yeah, between that and... Uh, at one point, we couldn't find the rifles because the snow was falling too fast, and we just decided it was time to 
we did a three-hour training session in a tent and then uh, came back out and couldn't find the rifles, and that was about it. <laughs> now, we haven't done that, but I'll tell you what we have done. It's been close to that. Was uh, uh, This uh, last summer we had close to the same thing. I think I got a picture of it. I'll try and post it. Was uh, with uh, It was a little bit over 100 degrees, and uh, everything had been dry for, I guess, probably about four or five months already. And the wind was uh, right up around 30 knots. And we had sand dunes up against each rifle. Uh, mm. And uh, one of the things that I tell folks about is that uh, instead of looking at the inclement weather as a minus, uh, I think you, you should always look at it as a plus because <clears throat> very seldom will you on your own go to the range in, uh, like in snow like you were talking about or in rain, or in a sandstorm. You'll, you won't, you just won't do it. You won't go to the range that way. And because you won't, you miss out on understanding what your rifle platform does in those types of weather situations. How does your rifle function when it has snow in it? What, do you, what happens when you pick up a magazine and jam it into the magazine well and it's got a little bit of ice or snow crusted around it? Uh, how many rounds can you fire in the course of a day when you have a steady sand-filled uh, wind blowing into your rifle, the equivalent of dumping in a teaspoon of sand into the action every hour. Uh, you know, how is it going to function like that? Do you know? Well, you will if you come to an apple seed and we have inclement weather because we're going to make you shoot in it regardless. What happens when you're in Florida and uh, you're getting a one-inch-an-hour rain and, uh, and your action fills up with water when you shoot? Uh, how do you make sure that you can still see the target if it's raining or if it's snowing, and you put your eye up to your scope and uh, the humidity fogs it up, what do you do about that? How do you make it work? How do you adapt, overcome uh, in situations like that? Well, you're not going to know unless you've tried it, unless you've been there. And usually you won't do it on your own. So Appleseed is a great chance for you to figure it out because we're going to have you do it. Uh, if it's raining, we're going to shoot. If it's snowing, we're going to shoot. If it's 105 degrees and it's a dust storm, we're going to we're still going to shoot, uh, and you're going to get a chance to figure that out. You're going to get a chance to figure out what your rifle platform does in those situations. What about you, Marietta? Whenever uh, when do you get uh, your first uh, snows there? Usually around Thanksgiving. Okay, so we'll get so, a dust. We'll usually get a dusting around Thanksgiving and be there for for a day, maybe overnight, depends on what day is time of day. But it's uh, starting to get cool then, but not unbearably cold. We don't get really bad weather until January, February. Okay, I'm going to bring someone, another person here on the line with us. Area code 909, you're on the air. Hey, Scout, how you doing, bro? Good, who's this? This is Layla, bro. Hey, how you doing? Hey, man. First question i got to ask, and I know I think Tech has already touched on it. How are you doing? Oh, how am I doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm doing good. I could complain, but I doubt it would change anything. Uh, <laughs> nobody will listen. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to listen, and it's not going to do a bit of good. Uh, I would like to thank everybody in the Apathy program for all, all the kind words and wishes uh, that they've sent, all the prayers, because uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, the reason that I'm uh, that I'm still sucking air and uh, doing the show is because uh, I had people praying for me. I think that's uh, I, I'm positive that that's the only reason that it's that it's still happening. Absolutely. But it is. 
So I'm still sucking air, and I'm still here, uh, you know, using the resources of the planet as fast as I can. <clears throat> and uh, and I want to thank everybody in the Appleseed Program uh, for that, for for their kind wishes and stuff. Uh, I uh, yeah, it's been a rough couple of months. You know, I got uh, I got busted up uh, taking cattle out of the trailer at uh, one of the auction houses, and then. Uh, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I ended up in the hospital again. I was in the intensive care unit for, I don't know, 10 days or so. <clears throat> From a previous uh, cattle liaison, uh, I was uh, getting a bull into a trailer. And, uh, and I, you know, there's, I've been around this bull for for a couple of years. And, you know, so I know that he's, I know kind of his temperament and stuff, and I didn't really expect him to do it. But I had my hand on his, like... Uh, on the top of his tailbone, just right. to make sure that he knew I was behind yeah. him. I didn't want to. I didn't want to just uh, kind of appear behind him and have him get excited. So I, I had my hand up there the whole time, mm-hmm. and even still, he decided to go ahead and give me a kick. Good. And uh, you know, the bull's hooves—that's about the size of a dinner plate—and yep. landed right in either. my groin, and uh, that caused uh, that caused, I guess, a bunch of damage. Uh, at the time, I mean, I knew, yeah, at the time I knew it caused some damage. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it sure felt like it did. But, uh, you know, I thought I was over it. But it ended up, I guess, uh, doing some damage to some blood vessels. And that caused me to get a uh, a blood clot in my femoral artery. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago I was heading into town to get some supplies. And I said, you know what, I, I feel really bad. I, I don't just feel kind of bad. I, I feel, feel like uh, really bad. Yeah, I feel like something's really wrong, and uh, and so I I just kind of steered the truck over from the feed store over to the hospital, and they said, yeah, something's really wrong. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank goodness, uh, you know it, uh, you know everything has worked out kind of the way that it has, and uh, I tried to do the uh, the show from the hospital, but uh, they didn't have any internet there. But uh, uh-huh. Sam took care of it for me. I'm going to bring Sam on, Sam on the air, too. He's called in. Yeah. Uh, Sam did the show uh, while I was in the hospital, and I sure appreciate that. No. Uh, but uh, so let me know what's going on there in California. Uh, well, I, I just wanted to find out how you were doing, because, like I said, we've been lifting you and your family up in prayers and all that. So it's, uh, that's part of what we have to do for each other. But it does work, absolutely. Uh, I 100% believe that it works. Absolutely 101 million percent well. believe that it works. And uh, all right, there with you, man. <laughs> and we have, uh, uh, you know, we have a prayer board uh, at our church, and on Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. uh, I, I constantly add names to it, and I constantly add uh, put folks in the prayer rotation because uh, I, I guarantee you, I, I, if I believe in anything in my life, it's that. That the prayers do matter, and uh, yeah. and they are they are free. They are available to everyone, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and I make use of that. I tell you, I'm I'm sure that at certain times, uh, certain times that uh, the Lord is saying, "Oh, it's him again, him again. Here he is again. Here he is." Constantly asking for stuff, and I say, "That's right, that's right, Lord. I am. I'm constantly asking for stuff." So, uh, cool. uh, I certainly appreciate that. Well, not a problem, man. Like I said, we we've got to help each other out here. Um, 
as far as California, Bob's supposed to be doing that stuff. Man, he talks better than I do. <laughs> well, he's here uh, somewhere. I don't know that he's yeah. called in, but he's here somewhere. But uh, he said he's on but, his cell. But we, we got a couple. Of, I, I looked at the schedule, and we've got a couple triples. I didn't realize this because I'd only signed up for one of them because you can only be one place at a time. But uh, I guess the weekend of the 17th and 18th were at Bakersfield, Piru, and Sacramento all at the same time. Wow. Now that looks like top, bottom, and middle of the state, so I'm good with that. And then in October 31st, November 1st, we're doing Fresno, Santa Barbara, and Dulzura down by San Diego. So we pretty much got the state kind of covered top to bottom there, except for the real northern part. So uh, the guys like Bald Dragon and James E. and uh, Eagle Scouter, they're pushing further north. Bob wanted to stair-step up the, the state, and uh, as all simple plans are, it worked. Uh, the complex plans are the ones that fall apart at the first engagement. But, right. Uh, Bob came up with a very simple plan. It was doable. It was workable. He made it happen. I'm sitting here watching it go, well, can, can, can I take Nevada? <laughs> but he needs to. <laughs> yeah, well, Fred and Funfellow were out here for the RBC. They did it for <laughs> at our leadership gathering. It was a lot of fun. We had uh, Fred get off this RV bus from hell and Funfellow driving it. And you know the first thing about pilots being drivers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't let them do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, especially not in the mountains. <laughs> no, because that was the thing. When we were going to Yosemite, you know, there were like 18 of us on this RV, and I don't know, it might have been Fred that mentioned it. It was like, you know, fun fellow, you piss this thing over the uh, the cliff here, you're going to really put apple seed back a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, anyway. He makes all you guys, like, sit on the uh, on the uh, inward side when you're uh, when you're going <laughs> through the mountains. <laughs> no, we were doing the, uh, the, the subway stand-up. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, a couple, of, a couple of years ago, we were having a uh, we were having an RBC in mm-hmm. uh, in North Carolina, and it was uh, it what it turns out now was uh, it, all of the all of the master instructors in the program, all the the people who founded the program, right. and uh, you know we were having a dinner at the Golden Corral, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and just for a second, I thought I said, you know, if if Someone were able to send somebody back in history, like in the Terminator movies, and they said, mm-hmm. "Let's figure out how we can stop uh, America from staying a free nation." That yep. uh, that would be a good place. Uh, you know, one one what bad uh, boiler explosion, and that's it. The Alpsy program would be gone. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you guys crazy. all survived. We survived from Teller's driving. <laughs> and he knows I've seen about some it. of the pictures, and I read a, a little bit about it, and I sure am envious. Uh, I know that you guys had some great uh, uh, evening sessions. Uh, oh, yeah, there in the off the bus, and I haven't heard Third Strike in a while. Who wants to tell it to me? He picks on one of our poor IAT3s, and he's like, um, 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 well, just tell me something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. you got something you can talk about, right? Yeah. Well, and and you know what, I I, I got to claim a little bit of mad cow there myself, because he looks at me and it's like, you know, what's step four A? I just I got a blank white screen going all of a sudden. It's like uh, mental dial tone, I'm like mad cow. I, yeah. Give me a second. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, that know can that. happen. <laughs> yeah, that can sure happen because uh, you know Fred is, uh, you know, he's like he's a guy, and uh, and you know everybody wants to make sure that they. Uh, that they got that they're on their P's and Q's. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's funny watching because a lot of the instructors here, we've had such explosive growth going in California the last six, eight months, and a lot of these new guys that are coming up and gals really 
really, truly awesome apple seed people. And what was funny was the guy in Dinky had driven out from Ohio and Illinois, and the guy made a comment at breakfast that one of our newer guys picked up that was just, all I need to know about him is he's an apple seeder. And that resonated with this one fellow. Right. But um, it's just, it, it amazes me because when you get the people, the quality that self-select to show up to an apple seed shoot, stay around, help clean up brass, hang out, and, you know, what are you guys really about? What's the agenda? It's like saving the country, as simple as that sounds. And here's how we want to do it, simply, succinctly, easily. It can be done. Like, right, and really? sometimes for folks that's a hard, it's a hard concept to think that <clears throat> it could be that simple and that, yeah. that, we could be, uh, that we could be an organization that is filled up with the high-quality folks that it is. Sometimes it seems too good to be true. Sometimes yeah. it seems like uh, there has to be more to this. And, yeah, I've gotten that before. The uh, oh. Okay, now I, I've been to an apple seed and, and I'm a member of the forum, so, okay, give me the... Give me the real skinny now. Give me the secret yeah. handshake. Tell uh, <laughs> I me mean, what the real agenda is. And I say, that's it. You, you were looking at it. You're a perfect example of it. We got you up the, off the couch. We woke you up. We got you to an apple seed. <clears throat> You're telling me you want to do more now. And that's right. it. That is the secret of this program is the simplicity of it. Yeah, let's go find a few thousand like you. And then they can go find a few thousand. <laughs> you know, I, and, uh, I completely believe Fred's thing. Of, if we have a million riflemen. And that number actually sounds staggering to me. A million people that could actually shoot a 210 or better, as well as understand internally what it's about being a rifleman. I just, I, I, I think of that, and I, I look at my grandkids, and I smile at them. And it's like, it can be you. That's right. That's right. It doesn't have to go, it doesn't have to go the way that your bad dreams thinks that it goes. It doesn't have to go that way. Uh, that you're not alone. You're not. You're not an impotent in the in your ability uh, to make a change in the nation. Because guess what? There are uh, potentially millions just like you uh, who are waiting uh, to be for the switch to be flipped on, and mm-hmm. uh, they're waiting to help. They want to do the right thing. Uh, mm-hmm. They just don't know how to or where to get in line to do it, or they think that. Uh, they think that it will be done for them. And I don't mean because they're lazy. There are a lot of people who are lazy, but they just yeah. they think that everybody's good, and that uh, and that things will naturally be done for them. And they don't realize uh, that while that is a it's perfect world, yeah, that it's everybody has an obligation to do their part. Everyone has uh, everyone has the ability, and and everyone has the uh, the privilege of doing the right thing because it is a privilege it's not just a sacred obligation or a uh, or a duty it's actually a privilege it's a wonderful privilege to be able to serve your nation to be able to take uh, your short uh, amount of time on the wall uh, safeguarding the liberties and freedoms of the nation and then to take them and carefully hand them to your progeny to those that come after you and say here look here's what I've done this is yeah. what I've tried to keep and protect and maintain for you here. And, uh, now it's your turn. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Birdman came up with, uh, JB, came up with a simple thing to include of the what difference can one guy make, you know, 
And a lot of people will say that you can't fight City Hall, you can't do this, you can't do What can one person do? Trust me, I know. You take a single solo warrior, um, I won't say he's useless because there's obviously a lot of things that can be done, but a team, a company, a regiment, a division, uh, I mean, I was I was waterborne, so I don't really know all the Army or Marine things. They, we just gave them rides, but uh, it's just... The whole story of dangerous old men and dangerous old ladies is what did that one person do? Now, if they could do that, equipped with what what they had—one guy, one rifle, one bag of ball and shot, and one horse—and by the end of the day, the British didn't know who he was, but they knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they knew that uh, that no longer were these people, what in their eyes. <clears throat> and uh, if you read the David Hackett Fisher. Uh, book, you can see they described as uh, uh, their thoughts about it. They said, if you have ever seen a goose trying to put on ears, you will see some of what I mean by watching these men uh, on their parade grounds. <clears throat> and they soon found that uh, while, the, while the folks didn't do a great job of marching or uh, parading, they did an excellent job uh, at shooting, which seems to be the uh, main thing you need to do when you're in a battle. So it it helps. I mean, the parade uh, stuff. I I never quite understood other than the discipline for troops. But the reality that I grew up with was: here's your belt fed. This is what you run. Here's how you run it. Here's how to be effective at running. And here's how to really make it walk and talk for you. I still miss my belt fed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I do. Everyone smiles. I get thinking of them, and it's just like you know, that was so much fun. It, it, it yeah. was it was pucker time, but it was serious fun too. Who were you with? Uh, I was in the Navy. I was Gunner's mate, uh, seventy-four and seventy-five, right for the very tail end of Nam. And which uh, which uh, ship? I was well. Funny story. I got trained in the electronics, then they finally sent me to small arms school. Uh, put me through some SAMI classes, and then I was supposed to go into Riverboat, it was Brownwater Navy, because mm-hmm. I had volunteered to be a forward gunner, a bow gunner on the, the PGs and PGHs. And they put me on this repair ship, and I went, wait a second, what is this? This thing's a big floating factory. There, there's no fighting. And they said, no, it's going to be here, and we're going to get some money out of you before you die anyway, so here, just go in there and work. And I walked on, and they went, oh, you're a gunner's mate. You want to be the armor? Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I thought I was here for. So, yeah, it was great fun. It took us about 19 tries just to get out of San Diego to head to Pearl on the West Pack, and by the time we finally actually did pull into the harbor, uh, we sat there for three days. And <laughs> on tax day, April 15th of uh, 75, it was everybody out of the pool. We're done. It's was like, but wait, <laughs> I've got all this train. I haven't blown anything up yet. What's going on here, guys? Come on. Well, see, there's not a lot of difference in between... Uh... Uh, between the Navy and the Army, they they both have the uh, hurry up and wait, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> at, method of dealing with stuff. You know, hurry up, let's okay. hurry up and get there so you can uh, just sit there and wait. Yeah, uh, I see aromatic that you're in there too in the uh, in the chat room. Why don't you uh, call in too, and we'll get you on the air too. And uh, Sam, yeah, get Sam on. <laughs> Sam, I brought you on a while ago, and I. I keep thinking that uh, I must not have done it right because I don't hear any power tools or sawing or hammering. No, 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 no sawing and hammering tonight. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good, pretty good. 
I'm getting myself ready to take that little trip to Georgia this weekend and uh, looking forward to having a big apple seed. Mm. How many uh, pre-registers do you have? I think there's uh, 480 of them. That sounds good to me. (laughs) So you'll just need one other IIT then. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know, we got a lot of, uh, and, uh, you know, we got a lot of folks that, they get ready to do an event or something, and they'll see uh, uh, that there are, I don't know, 15 or 20 folks signed up and uh, maybe only three instructors, and they start getting nervous. And that's okay. Uh, but uh, I remember back, uh, you know, back a couple of years ago when you had, uh, uh, you know, 30, 35 people, and you had, uh, in some cases, one instructor. And... Uh, in other cases, just uh, maybe two, and it can be done. Uh, we like to do it with as many uh, instructors as we can get and uh, instructors in training, too, because uh, we're expanding the program. But it can be done, uh, as it's been proven many times by uh, by folks that, uh, like I said, back in the early days, uh, there were a couple of times when folks uh, – uh, when folks showed up at events and we didn't know, we didn't have the pre-register, so we didn't know uh, that there was going to be a lot of people there, uh, and uh, it was a big surprise, and things still went off well. Uh, I think that uh, Fred uh, one time showed up at an event. I'm not sure if there was uh, two other instructors. I think there was only, I think there may have been either one or two other, and I think he had maybe 80 folks and. uh they just uh, pulled some of the guys up uh, out of the line to, uh, uh, you know, to clear the line and uh, ran the event. Uh, and of course, things were a lot simpler then. And we do want to get uh, as much instruction as possible. Uh, and by that, I mean instruction for the uh, the instructors in training. Make sure that we get enough of those guys uh, at every event so that they can be learning and uh, be learning from the. Uh, from the instructors at the event. Uh, let's see. I wanted to ask. Uh, let's see. I, I asked. Let me go back to uh, lay low to ask him real quick uh, how he got involved with the program because I don't think that I, I don't think I've asked you before, have I? Uh, probably not. It's the first time I called in actually. And okay. We haven't really had a chance to PM each other, but uh, uh, short version is been reading Fred's thing in Shotgun News for about five years, and, you know, it always made sense. He sounded like a man that was really passionately concerned about the direction the country was going in, which was kind of a, yeah, amen, brother. But uh, when he asked me, well, if you're reading it that long, how can you didn't drive out? And I says, because I live in California, you're in North Carolina, in case you didn't notice, there's a big country in between, and I really didn't feel like spending a thousand bucks on gas just to get out there and find out you were a kook. <laughs> so <laughs> we found out he's not a kook, he just likes his oranges. But uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually missed the first one in California because the um, the shotgun news came on a Tuesday and announced the shoot coming up Saturday, which was great. Except I was out of state that weekend, and there was no way I could change the plans for business. So I sent a friend a nasty email and said, "Hey, you know, a more pre warning would be nice." So the next one up was the the April nineteenth out at Piru, which. Uh, it was great fun because I had my number two uh, son-in-law, who's actually uh, Lieutenant Dang on the form now. He's an IIT too. Um, took him along because he wanted to learn how to shoot my grand better, 
and he didn't seem to listen to me, so I figured he'd listen to somebody else. But uh, we got out there, and uh, eventually we had Fred for our RSO on our line. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that that was just kind of like you know just just drop into it, you know. As we're walking from the one range to the other, I, I was really impressed that Fred had come all the way out from North Carolina to California. I was just, wow, what are you doing here? You know, but thank you. And he's like, no, no, thank you. You got off the couch and away from your TV. And it's like, number one, the last two TVs I've had, I've shotgunned. I don't have a couch. The wife does. And um, no, I mean, this is shooting. This is what we're here for. So, you know, thank you. For, well, he, you know, he tr- Fred tried to make it to uh, at least once. You know, it's getting harder and harder because we have so many. But right. he tried to make it at least once to each of the. Uh, the new locations, especially, <clears throat> and he's been uh, especially trying to do it out in California. And the reason being that California has been doing such a bang-up job, and uh, and he is very appreciative of that, as we all are, because, uh, and I've said this many times before, uh, as California goes, so goes the nation. That's uh, That's been a saying. Uh, forever, and uh, I truly believe that. Uh, and right now, California is responding uh, in a wonderful way to the apple seed program, and that means that to me that uh, that the whole nation is, you know. And right. uh, I was actually completely amazed <clears throat> when uh, Bob t- mentioned. Uh, I remember if it was last week. Uh, but uh, he called in uh, to talk about uh, the San Francisco shoot. Was it? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, I was very amazed because I thought he was going to be calling in with uh, uh, you know describing the number of wounded uh, from the shoot, <laughs> uh, you know beaten by uh, G20 protesters and uh, and stuff like that. And uh, and instead it was a great report. Uh, an yep. AAR from uh, a great shoot. Yeah. So it just goes to to, to show you that uh, just because there is a there is a minority, a small minority, or even a medium sized minority, a vocal minority of uh, hate America first folks, that that is not what the nation really holds. Our nation no. really holds Americans, right. and uh, That's and it's being for. proven every minute. Uh, you know that uh, the program runs. It's being proven that that all folks need is just a little bit, uh, a little bit of a shake for them to realize, hey, <clears throat> uh, what I'm doing is okay. It's okay for me to love my nation. It's okay for me to to safeguard the freedoms and liberties. And it's my sacred duty, and it is a wonderful privilege. And I'm going to talk about it, and uh, mm-hmm. and they do. So, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to throw one out here because the thing with Bob, and you know Bob is that if anybody says anything good about him, he waves his hands up in front of his face and, and bolts from the room. I mean, he's just he's the hardest part, person to pin any kind of praise on, but uh, somebody used the reference of Bob, the mighty engine that could. I can't honestly think of a better person to have in California, especially Southern California, because it's really diverse here, uh, to come along and just be the gentleman and the persistent rifleman that he is. He's, he's just such an awesome guy, and I do not say that lightly. I do not take most guys as being any kind of, you know, oh, I want to look up to you, because I don't. Right. I'm sorry. 
but Bob is one of the, the handful of men in my life that I can honestly say, this is one of the guys that I will look up to as both a mentor, as a, uh, a model of how I should present myself for Appleseed and just, you know, how to be a rifleman more than anything else. Uh, he just, he's probably one of the best guys I've, I've met in my life. And I'll say that because he can't call me and say, hey, man, shut up already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we do have one line open, so he could call in and say that if he wanted to right now. I, I'd, put him on, I'd put him on the line quick enough if he wanted to try that. But uh, No, he won't. He's driving crazy now going, no, 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 not on the radio. No, seriously, he's, he was the, the man that we talked to on Sunday. We went up to the big range on the April 19th. And I had messed up. I had, for the first time in like 40 years of reloading, decided I couldn't read my caliper, and all my 30-06 was like 52,000 too long, which meant it wouldn't go on the Grand, and it wouldn't go on my Remington, and we couldn't shoot. And I had my son-in-law sniveling about, I don't want to shoot the 22, I want to shoot the Grand. Great, you figure out how to get those in there, and you can shoot the Grand one shot at a time. He didn't want to do that, so we ended up leaving. But after, we had heard the lunch, and they had done the dangerous old men. And... You know, it was kind of funny. I'd heard the, uh, the 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 story of the strikes, and it had been a Fred and Funfowler history thing, which meant it kind of went like a long lunch, and it was great history. But a lot of people were like, "Okay, well, we came to shoot, not sit here and you know listen to these two guys go on about the history." Right. And during Sunday, they got talking about these. You know, we'll call these the dangerous old men, the graybeards. And at that shoot, there were a fair amount of graybeards there, uh, myself being one of them. And they got talking about this one fellow and his wife, you know, just hectoring around him of, you know, you can't go, you can't fight the, 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 the British, you know, you can't keep up with the young guys, you can't, you can't. And I understand, she was scared. But he stopped in the doorway and looked back at her and said, just watch. Mm-hmm. And left. And I went, oh, hey, I know that guy and his wife. Yeah. I think I married yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just politely agreed and... Uh... And you know, he said, you're right, honey. After and, that, uh, talking left. with Bob and him saying, you know what, all the shooters in California, they're all underground. We just have to get them out of the hillside. And it's like, you know what, this is so much more than I thought it would be. And when Alex and I drove home, we drove, you know, our three-hour drive, talking about what can we do for this? How can we, you know, how can we help this? They obviously have a thing going here. Let's see what we can do, plug in. Let's Let's see if we can get with this program. See if we can make it grow in California. Who knows? They may have all run away to Arizona, Nevada, and Texas and such, but there may be enough gun shooters left here that we can do something with this. You know? Yeah. Now, the rest of you guys that are uh, uh, that are on the line... Uh, yeah, chime in, man, guys. guys. I do yeah, not want guys, to monopolize this. You guys chime in. Uh, I'd say I <laughs> tech left, but... Uh, uh, I try to. <laughs> yeah, well, you just ju- don't take no for an answer. Just uh, finish jumping in. Okay. Let me give uh, let me give Sam the mic for a minute because uh, I cut him off yeah. a second ago. But <clears throat> go ahead and uh, and finish up uh, uh, with your report, Sam. Well, I don't have a whole lot to report other than uh, folks getting ready for that Fort Stewart gig. It's going to be uh, the biggest apple seed, I guess, anybody's ever had. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a little bit of a deviation from the from the script, but they have their own requirements, and I think this is a a really great opportunity for us to go help these guys out a bit. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting down there. We'll have what a VA the, shooter down there in Santa Martha, and that's going to be great just by itself. What what uh, 
is the size of the unit. Is it a battalion strength uh, uh, event? Yes, it is. Right now we're okay. set for 480 of them. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a little over 600, depends on how uh, how easily we can run them through. And what, do you know yet, uh, uh, well, I'm sure you do, what the line is going to hold? Well, each day we're going to do uh, two platoons, roughly 84, 85 guys a day. Okay. Well, that's that sounds like a very uh, a very doable thing because that'll put you guys down around uh, uh, what around uh, eight or nine per uh, as far as student to uh, to uh, instructor, and uh, I think that should be a very doable thing. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to what this is going to do for the program. Because uh, this is going to—I think this is going to be a great leap ahead uh, for us, not just for us, but for a chance to uh, help out uh, with our nation. Now, I know I've talked to you about this before, and I'm sure that uh, any of the rest of the uh, the veterans uh, listening—that <coughs> uh, it has always seemed strange to me that here we are, especially uh, uh, the riflemen, the infantry. Uh, line units and stuff that here you are you're you're supposed to be making a living with your rifle and uh, and then you when you look at the actual amount of time uh, that they give you at the range and the actual amount of instruction <clears throat> has always amazed me at how little it is uh, which I'm sure is one of the reasons that we had uh, over one million rounds uh, expended per uh, uh, enemy KIA in Vietnam, but uh, you would think that they would spend more time on that, and that's uh, one of the pushes that I give to folks, to uh, active duty folks, is listen. You know, this is uh, this is an important thing for you to learn, which is how to become the master of your rifle. Not only for you, I said, but you should be dragging in all your buddies too, because uh, uh, you can't uh, you can't protect everyone. So you need to make sure that uh, all your buddies come along with you uh, so that they can become just as skilled as you. You have to master the tools of your trade. It's a sad thing that that, that we have to have soldiers. Uh, I wish the world was peaceable enough that we never had to have have such a profession, but we do. And as long as we do, they need to be masters of their tools, just That's like a carpenter knows a saw. That's exactly it. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't ever foresee a time when we won't have uh, need of soldiers. <clears throat> it would be good if we didn't, but uh, but I don't ever foresee that time. And that being said, is that uh, every soldier should be the master of his profession, and that includes being the master of his rifle. <clears throat> and every time that we can help do that, uh, I feel that we are uh, fulfilling part of our obligation to the nation, and uh, and like I said, I really look forward to this being a, a great event and to being the start. Uh, if we can, uh, if we can help one of those guys save his life or another man's life, 
every bit of the effort is worth it. Uh, it's a big event, and although it's not going to make the nationwide media, that's not the intent. But there are already a, a bundle of uh, units around the country that are waiting to hear the AARs from this. Right. And it has a lot of potential to bring a lot of good apple seed. And when these guys come back, uh, hopefully more of them than, than would have come without it, uh, they'll be part of the organization too. And That's they'll be right. wanting to step up there and, and help us grow. And uh, we've already got an event planned out here based solely on what on the outcome of the AAR from the Sport Stewart shoot, uh, which tells me for a fact we're going to have a good one out here because it's going to be a good shoot down there. You say you have an event, an event planned where? At White Sands. Oh, okay. White right. Sands Missile Range. Uh, we have a couple of people that work out there, and they've been talking with the Command Sergeant Major and the Garrison Commander and a few other folks, and uh, they're saying, hey, we can use this. This will help our people uh, be better soldiers. We want to do it. Okay. We've got, uh, let's see. Uh, everybody, uh, if you're on the line and you're still listening, then uh, go ahead and chime in. Well, I had a little story that I wanted to tell. Okay. Uh, when you guys were talking about people debating whether or not to uh, take another step in the seven steps. And um, it relates to the person's relationship with God, so there's some humor in it, but it's also heart attack serious. Um, I met a missionary couple uh, several years ago, and they completely, of course, had their lives uh, wrapped up in God and I went to their house one day and I noticed that uh, one of their vehicles had a flat tire and it was been snowing that wet cold slushy snow so there was water standing on the frozen ground and slush water and it was just really miserable got in the house and I says Ron your vehicle has a flat tire and I said, if you're not going anywhere, you know, it doesn't matter, but just so you know. And he says, yeah, he says, I noticed that. He says, I'm praying for God to come and fix that for me. And I looked at him, and I said, Ron, I thought you were saved. And he goes, very indignantly, well, I am. <laughs> and I said, you uh, baptized in the Holy Ghost? Well, of course, you know I am. I said, and the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost resides within you? Are you sure that's right? And he goes, well, you know it is. And I says, well, when you get up and go, they'll get up and go with you. There you go. <laughs> the point of that was you're waiting for someone else to save your nation. They're residing with you, and they'll get up and go with you when you go. That's right. That's right. I'm going to jump in here uh, to uh, to put in here. It's it's an SKS. <clears throat> I guess his phone uh, tapped out on him. Uh, who would like to make sure 
that we relay that they've got three events uh, in October. They've got the Hernando uh, Sportsman's Club, which is the third and fourth. Uh, the 10th and 11th is Ancient City Shooting Range of St. Augustine. And the 24th and 25th is the Manatee Gun and Archery Club near uh, Mayaca City. So if you guys are in Florida, be sure and do what I said, which is go to appleseedinfo.org. Look in the upper left-hand corner. You'll see uh, uh, Appleseed. Click on that. That will bring you a drop-down menu. On the, and when you look at the drop-down menu, you'll get uh, click on Schedule. When you click on Schedule, go to the event that you would like to attend. <clears throat> and then to the right of it will be two hot links. One is the information link. The other is register. And then pre-register for those events. As I said before, when you pre-register, it does two things. One, it ensures that you have a uh, place on the line. And uh, you don't want to make the trip out to uh, wherever you're going and find when you get there that the line is filled. <clears throat> a lot of these locations only have so many spots, and we can't, we can't hack out another spot out of the brush and put you in there. Uh, it's only uh, however many spots that are there at the range uh, that are available. Now, if you pre-register and we see early on that a, a location is filling up rapidly, then we will do everything in our power in order to uh, attain more line. If we can somehow get uh, another bay or get, if we have to, on the time before we've actually got uh, other locations, uh, you know, separate from the original location in that city or that location because, uh, because there has been... Uh, 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 such a great response to it, <clears throat> but we sure won't do it unless we know there's a need. And the only way we're going to know for sure there's a need is by looking at the pre-registration numbers. Uh, you'll also get a uh, uh, information in a uh, boomerang back to you once you've pre-registered uh, on how to prepare for the event, etc. And then <clears throat> uh, it lets us know how many instructors we need to schedule for the event and how much. Uh, uh, how many supplies we need to uh, ship out for it. So make sure that if you're going to one of these, uh, that you get uh, go to appleseedinfo.org, look up in the left-hand corner, uh, click on uh, Appleseed, go to Schedule, click on Schedule, and then pre-register there on that page. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Anybody else got uh, would like to to jump in? I've got well, uh, I've got another caller here. I'm going to bring on with us uh, area code eight one two. Hold on just a second. Your uh, your line will come open in just a second. Uh, for some reason, it's uh, taking a little while. Go ahead, Sam. I just wanted to uh, wish everybody uh, good luck with their shoots. We're getting bigger. We need to uh, press our IITs a little bit and remind them to bring their homework when they come to the shoots. Yep. Uh, we all have to do that. We had to be reminded, and we need to do the same for the folks we're bringing up. So let's uh, do justice to our IITs and, and hold them to the standard and make sure they do their homework. And uh, don't give them an excuse not to. 
Right. If you're an IT and you're preparing for an event, you've got an event coming up, make sure that you have your uh, PC ready for whatever wherever you're at. Make sure you have your PC ready, and that uh, uh, is two things. One, make sure you know the information uh, that's going to be asked of you for whatever PC level you're at. Two, make sure that you have the uh, the written portion, the open book portion. Make sure you have it done, ready to hand in. And then three, make sure that you've alerted the shoot boss. Uh, you can PM them before you come saying, hey, I'm going to be at uh, such and such event, and I would like to uh, get my PC 2, 3, 4 done while I'm there. And uh, I have everything else ready to, to give to you, so if you'll uh, make sure that you make some time. And uh, make sure that every time you go to an event as an IIT, <clears throat> that you have your PC ready for whatever your next level is. Now, here's the next thing that's uh, just as important. Uh, I would say even more important than that, and that is if you're an instructor. If you're an instructor, don't think that just because uh, you've done uh, 10, 15, 20 apple seeds that, uh, that you don't have to do anything in between your apple seed events. Uh, I've done... I don't know how many I've done now, but I've done a lot of apple seeds. <clears throat> and I do not go to an apple seed without uh, – I actually have a copy of the old, uh, what we call the CLR, which is calcium lime rust. It was a manual written by uh, uh, JB. But we have the instructor's manual now. Make sure that you sit down and you read the instructor's manual before you go to an event. There's no way that I would feel prepared to go to an event if I had not read uh, the instructor's manual before I went, uh, I just it just it would be alien to me to do that. I make sure that I read the instructor's manual before I go. I make sure that uh, I do a quick read through of the history of whatever section I'm going to talk about. I make sure I read through it and research it uh, each time before I go. And yeah, I've told the story. Uh, who knows now? A hundred times that I've told uh, the strikes, and yet I still don't go to an event without rereading and researching the story again. I just won't do it. Uh, I make sure that I do it every time. I make sure that I crack open the instructor's manual and then I read it before I go to an event. Uh, that's your duty. you got to do that. Uh, so make sure as an instructor that you don't short yourself. Make sure that uh, before you go to an event, be prepared. And that means uh, cracking open the instructor manual and making sure that you've read it. Uh, making sure that you go down the list. If you're a shoot boss, <clears throat> make sure that you uh, refer to Dragonwood's list uh, of what shoot bosses need to do. Now, when you're a shoot boss, you get that shoot. You got that shoot 30 days out. Okay, you don't uh, you don't have a shoot from the the week before unless you're very unlucky and uh, you get it assigned to you or something. <laughs> but uh, if you're a shoot boss, that shoot becomes your baby 30 days out. I mean, 30 days from the day of the shoot, you begin the shoot 30 days out. That means talking to the uh, range, talking to your instructors, touching base with them, letting them know that uh, all is well, making sure that you got the porta potties, making sure that the range doesn't forget that you're scheduled that time. We have had, uh, uh, unfortunately, several cases of uh, ranges forgetting that they had scheduled an apple seed. And uh, then you get, if you don't touch base of the range and you wait to the last minute and say, okay, I'll just talk to them the week before the event or the day before, and they go, hey, hey, problem, 
uh, we scheduled uh, some other events here because we forgot about this. Okay, so make sure that you are following. It's a very easy uh, list. Make sure you're following uh, Dragonwood's list for the shoot boss responsibilities. Everybody, though it doesn't matter who it is, everybody uh, has a list of responsibilities. They have to make sure that they are uh, following and preparing for for each of the events. I don't care if you're a IIT one to a master instructor. You have a, a you have responsibilities that you have to ensure that you're covering. Uh, I don't care how many shoots you've done as an instructor. You still have to crack open the manual. Make sure that you've read it. Make sure you know it backwards and forwards. If you're getting ready to tell a story, make sure that you've researched it. It's just, this is a very important part uh, of being a professional and presenting a professional uh, show and putting on a very professional show, which every event should be. Uh, I see area code 812. Uh, is that you? Uh, it's an SKS? No, it's actually Tech Res again. Okay, Tech. There you go. Okay. I'd ask you to call back in. Go ahead. Jump back in. Uh, no, I, uh, everything you said about prepping for a shoot, um, you know, to the IITs out there, just know that um, if you forget to be in your PC paperwork, your punishment is that you won't get any time to talk to people during lunch because you'll be doing paperwork. That's it. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll give you a pencil and we'll stick you in a corner and you get to do your paperwork then and you'll miss all the fun. <laughs> and uh, and I consider it... and. It, it, uh, and I'm sure some people might say, good, then, uh, then I won't do my PC thing, so I won't have to talk to people. But listen, <laughs> uh, well, that's not an story, <laughs> telling this story, it, while it may seem uh, hard to break the ice or hard to get done the first time, uh, there's not a better feeling in the world than getting up in front of uh, your fellow Americans and relaying the story of of be of having the opportunity, having the privilege of honoring those men and women by remembering them. I'm telling you, the feeling is just indescribable to be able to to tell it. And uh, you know, I get uh, I, I will readily admit that uh, it's hard for me to do some parts of the stories without uh, you know without almost crumbling because uh, they are so important to me, and they should be to every one of you. Uh, so, so make sure you got your PCs and stuff ready because I don't want you to go. I don't want tech to have to make you uh, go sit in the corner for paperwork. There, <laughs> uh, we got about ninety seconds. So, anybody else got something they want to uh, put on the air real quick? No, just wish everybody uh, good luck with their apple seeds and, and go out there and do that seven step and win. All right. Well, listen up. Let me get. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, Tekris about his uh, uh, how he got involved with the uh, the Appleseed program. We got, I think oh, we got I was at, I was at Carrollton in 2006. Ian Meanstreaker showed up uh, at the fa same first shoot and uh, listened to the guy and to all the instructors. The history. I was hooked long before we shot anything. It was the history, and that is what I hear. From a great number of people, and I'll tell you what I do here. At the same time, the, the same thing every time is that folks will come up to me at every event and say, "You know what? The the rifle marksmanship was was just amazing." But my favorite part was the history, and that is what makes us Appleseed. 
is because of the fact that we're not we're it's, we're not just a shooting group. This isn't a hobby. Uh, we're not a social club. We are our our primary mission is honoring is honoring the uh, the men and women by remembering them uh, that uh, stood together on April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five. All right, guys, uh, I want to thank everybody once again for uh, for being involved in uh, helping to make the Appleseed Project uh, the success that it is. Uh, everybody gets their own uh, – everybody gets a, a part of the satisfaction, of the honor uh, of what we're doing uh, every time they go to an event. Every time they uh, they push the program forward, and uh, and I want to thank each and every one of you guys uh, for doing that. Now, I don't know if they have just uh, I don't know if they shut us off or if we're still I think they were still on but not streaming. Uh, but I want to thank everybody uh, who called in tonight. Thank everybody in the chat room for all the help that they've uh, that they put forth, and we look forward to seeing you guys again. Uh, on Tuesday. Until then, God bless every one of you guys, and thanks for everything that you do. Uh, good night. Good night, Scout. Night, Scout. Good night, guys. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Amen to you that. Too. Good night.